Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast with your host, myself, Jeff Hall, and with me, as always, is Patrick Terry, and we have got a full list of movies to talk about tonight, including The Lion King, Toy Story 4, uh, let's see, I finally took the kids to go see Aladdin, so we'll talk about that, and... I definitely want to touch on some other topics related to Disney movies, and I believe Patrick also, uh, I'd like for Patrick to talk about a little bit about movie Crawl and Stuber and anything else he he uh, he's seen recently, and then later I've also got a game I want to try and play with Patrick uh, with the late passing, or I guess the not really late passing at this point he's already passed. Uh, passing of actor Rutger Hauer. Uh, I want to see if uh, if anybody is like me and has gotten confused with Rutger Hauer and Dennis Hopper sometimes. I'm not saying like every single time I'm like, is that, which one's that? Because I generally could tell and in their older work uh, from back in the 60s, it's a little bit easier to kind of distinguish because Dennis Hopper had bright red hair. But as, you know, more 80s, 90s, it's like, it makes it a little bit harder to tell which one's which. So we're going to see how well Patrick knows which one's which. And then uh, we'll get into, briefly, some news that came out of Comic-Con uh, this week, in the or this past week. And then also talk about some upcoming movie trailers. And, yeah. So, let's see here. Without further ado, Patrick. What is new? Anything? Um, not much. Recently watched um, my friend performing a symphony orchestra yesterday. Uh, it was pretty fun. Most fun I had without attending a movie theater. Okay. So there you go. It was interesting. But it was kind of like movie related because, you know, a lot of music we hear in the background is symphony orchestra yep. style music. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to get back on track with working out. There you go. I was about to ask you how that on, on how that was going. Yeah, the in-service week kind of threw me off. I've right. only been two days this week, so tomorrow I plan on starting back, hopefully oh. at least three days. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, that's literally one of the questions I had written down was, how's your workout going? Because, you know, it's not really about me trying to be, trying to help you be accountable. It's just because I'm, you know, I'm curious and, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be as supportive as possible. So I want to kind of just try and keep up with you on that. So Appreciate in your that. endeavors, in your <laughs> endeavors. Um, then, uh, so this is our last episode before school starts. And I, I just thought about that a minute ago because I, I wrote down getting ready for school on, on my notes, but I'm like, right now getting ready, but by the time our next episode drops, it'll be school. Be, yeah, we'll be, kids will be off and, you know, we'll be at work, but I mean, they'll be off and then, you know, they'll be bringing homework home again. So oh, yeah, dreaded homework. Because <laughs> your daughter will be in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, teenager. Yes. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know. Especially eighth grade, because man, that's the last one, and then she's in high school, man. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Yeah, I'm not ready, but gonna make the best of it. Roll there with it. There you go. Uh, yeah, we just got. Uh, I was telling you before we, before we started that you know we went and got York's. Uh, school supplies today so he start and he'll start third grade this year which i 
still can't believe he's already in third grade, but I mean, before I know it, he'll be in eighth grade. <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, so we got all his and because it's tax free weekend, and still dropped a pretty penny, but he, uh, but he's all set though. He's good to go. We even got some new shirts, you know, uniform shirts and everything, and got a new backpack and then all the fun other stuff that's on the list. And then uh, Grayson met had meet the teacher night at her preschool for uh, for her pre K, yeah. Um, so she had that, and I mean, she's been going to the same place for five years now. Okay. So she knows everybody already, but it's just good to see which classroom she'll get into, and which one of the people we already pretty much already know. Right. Um, she'll have so, and even York's had uh, her new teacher for. At summer camp, so yeah, yeah. So she's excited. Uh, then she also had dance tryouts, and she made dance team. She made trio, and she made uh, pre solo. From what I'm understanding, basically, it's like how I equated it was: she's on probation status. So if she does good, then she'll stay. If they can tell she's struggling or just not picking up, then they'll just kind of scrap it. So, right. But she's excited nonetheless, which, you know, I think her mom and I were more nervous about it than she was. Right. <laughs> which, you know, it's kind of most parents, but, um, but as long as she's having fun, that's all we care about. And, uh, she also got signed up for baseball for the first time. She's going to try that because three of her, three of her, uh, friends from preschool, all three play on the same team and, She's gone to watch them. Now she wants to play with them. That should be fun. It, yeah, yeah. So we've been out in the backyard practicing with wiffle ball and getting her to kind of throw and hit. And she does pretty good. She uses this, and she uses like the what I refer to as the regulation size wiffle ball bat, the big yellow or the long yellow bat. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the big red one, um, but now she's using the skinny one. She's hitting. So that's you know I, I I think that's good because if she can hit with the skinny wiffle ball bat, she'll be able to hit with a regular size bed right so true so that's kind of my theory behind it at least so in york's uh continuing to do krav maga so and uh, oh and he may be starting guitar lessons oh. so you know maybe he can write us some intro music <laughs> there you go so we'll get music uh one way or another in here you know we'll be we'll be professional and shit so you know we'll see baby steps baby steps <laughs> like most things all right man um you know what i'm gonna go let you go ahead and let you uh weed it off tonight so, um, go ahead and hit me with whatever you want, whichever movie, since you've seen, uh, especially since you've seen the more adult movies, and I've seen basically the kids' movies <laughs> for this for this episode, um, go ahead and um, drop some knowledge. Well, let's see. I've seen Crawl. That was probably the older of the movies I've seen. Uh, that was released July the 12th, and... Um, it's basically got a hurricane coming in Florida, and uh, the main character is trying to find her, her, her father, because apparently he's gone missing. Nobody's able to contact him, so she goes to uh, one of their houses, doesn't find her, doesn't find him there. Then goes to a house that from her childhood, and apparently he's found himself in a crawl space, injured, and you got this hurricane coming, and they get pretty much trapped down there. And, of course, with it being Florida, you have water, you got gators. Yeah. And so they're pretty much surviving, trying to survive and make it out alive. But um, 
of course, it's not without its injuries and, you know, obstacles. But um, it was an interesting movie. Um, pretty much, it was it was produced by Sam Raimi. Okay. From Evil Dead series and Spider Man. Yeah. And um, that's the main reason why I wanted to see it, just to see, even though he didn't direct it, but right. it he still, still has elements. He still has influence. On yes, it. a lot of influence on it. But uh, overall, it was good. It was suspenseful. It wasn't as gory as I thought it would be. Oh, know? that's good because yeah. I mean, it had blood, but it was it was pretty right. It's not like a slasher flick. No, not at all. So you know, kids could probably see it. It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. And what if you were if you were looking at this and let's just say you're not looking at the IMDb parental mm-hmm. suggestions. If you're kind of like because I was asking you about because York mentioned he wanted to go see it and York's seen um, some movies that I'm kind of surprised he hadn't got scared at like I thought I probably would have um, he's seen all the Jurassic Park ones he's seen all the Sharknadoes of course those are pretty hokey even though they right. have blood and it's overly cheesy blood um, for parents that have uh, if you were to say hey if I was coming up to you and say, hey, I'm thinking about taking my kid to this movie. He's this age. Do you think this is a good age? What, in your opinion, since you've seen this and I haven't, um, what do you feel would be the most appropriate age if you were going to take a kid? You go see it. Well, I mean, my daughter's 13. Mm-hmm. so, And she can't, she's seen It. So okay. The, the most recent It, she's seen that. And uh, so she kind of showed interest in it. Right. Um, but since your son's already seen Sharknado and Jurassic Park, it's kind of yeah. in that same vein. So right. I don't see where it would be an issue with seeing okay. it. Okay. Yeah, if he's got the nerve for that, yeah. then I think this is pretty good. He's, for eight for being eight years old, he's very, I don't want to say mature, but he he understands movies are fake. Like right. he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> I think, I forget. I think he told his mom, he's like, Mom, I know they're not real. When he was talking, I think it was the first dress. Mom, I know they're not real. Their dinosaurs are dead. You know, like, I know they're not real. So he's able to separate the fictitious, you know, he's able to separate that movies aren't real. Right. Because we haven't shown him any documentaries yet. So, But uh, he understands that they're fake and that, so he's got a good, you know, whereas most kids would just see something on the movie and, they won't take it home and have nightmares. Right, and have nightmares. Yeah. So, which I've been so surprised because I had nightmares the first time I saw the, when I, first time I saw the uh, TV version of it with with oh, yeah. Tim Curry. Oh, like, yeah. I still to this day, scares me. Yeah, that's <laughs> the creepy I've rewatched version. it, I rewatched <laughs> it last year and, and still was creeped out. I mean, not near as much as I was when I was younger. Right. But uh, I was also one of those kids that didn't like to watch too scary a movie. Um, I remember my best friend growing up when we lived in Dallas, uh, Sean Marshall. I used to go over to his house. Would you know? Stay the, I'd stay the night, and he'd want to stay up watching scary movies. Like, and by scary movies, I mean we're talking late '80s, so we're talking like the Alien movies, right? And like Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that. The Alien movies I didn't want to watch, but he put them on, so I ended up watching them anyways. And I. Thought I'd have bad dreams because it just it was just the special effects just weren't for me. Like I just now I love watching them because I think you know they're excellent filmmaking. But right, I'm still not like a fan of Alien. And yeah. we watched Predator too. Like we watched all those '80s 
kind of sci-fi horror movies and I just you know, I never wanted to watch, you know most of those I didn't want to watch but I it you know got to a point like I knew what I was getting myself into right when I when I was spending the night over there and uh, but I bet if I showed one to York now he would he would not have a problem with it because he's just better at it than I was when I was his age yeah so, so. I basically say just you know based on what your kids have already seen mm-hmm. if you know them maybe but depending on you know maybe you know I guess A would be young but yeah. you know your son better than most right. people so um how was the so when I saw the preview for this I was just like oh my god really and that's I mean it's really what it was. I was just like eh, maybe I'll red box it here or something right cause it just does it they had to figure out like they had to kind of discuss how he got trapped underneath the crawl space right yeah. or why or why he was underneath the crawl space they i mean yeah i mean he shouldn't have been down there but i mean they explained why he's down there okay. in the movie i mean he shouldn't have been there right hurricane coming should have been leaving but there's a story behind that as well okay yeah. all right okay and barry pepper's the main actor in that right right yeah yeah i like him i've liked him gosh since uh I'm trying to remember the first movie i saw him in but uh, he wasn't Saving Private Ryan. He was in one of those type of war movies, though, and I really liked him in that. No, he wasn't. He was in. He was. He was the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. So okay. yeah, yeah. No, I take it back. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've liked him, and he he's a very good character actor. He's I don't want to say underrated. He's just not an actor you think of right away. But he, you know, but he does. He uh, he's a good actor in anything he's in. I don't really see him phoning anything in. I didn't recognize the actress in it. Um, yeah, I'd never seen her before in anything else. But um, you know, I went in not really expecting to like it. And right. came out was like, okay, it was actually pretty decent. Kind of surprised know. you, huh? It did. That's good. Yep. And there's... I believe there's two or three uh, kind of different things you could kind of... Whenever I talk about whenever I talk to people about watching a tra- a movie trailer, a good, what a good movie trailer does or a movie trailer editor does, because that's who basically makes them. It's just that here, you know, they give the director gives them a gives them gives the uh, trailer editor here's some clips from the movie. Go, you know, make a trailer out of this. Right. So a good trailer editor will know to give the audience just enough. To make them interested in the film, mm-hmm. but not tell the entire story right. in the trailer. Yeah, because the trailer didn't really give too much away. It tells which, you what the danger is. Right, it tells I, you what the story's about, but it doesn't tell you it. You don't. You don't. From the time you start to the time you stop the trailer, you don't go. Oh, well, I don't need to go see the movie. Right. I've just seen, seen the it. movie. Right, right, and that's what a good trailer editor does. And a bad trailer editor literally shows you everything. Right, or in. This is something I've heard discussed before, and not, and I've kind of not really noticed it until after I listened, till I, till after I heard this discussion about. It's hard to get comedy trailers right, for tone, because yeah. it seems like with most comedy trailers you have to show all the gaffes and the pratfalls and, you know, show all the jokes in the trailer, right? Instead of just showing, telling the story, you know, and showing a few. Just get people interested. Yeah, you need, you don't need to show, and that's why, 
I think I'll, you know, that's why I think uh, comedies maybe don't get as strong a showing because they're like, well, I've already seen this, or I've seen this movie before, or you see, you the, know. You see the big jokes in the trailers, like, and well, you've got nothing <laughs> left, left in the movie, then. Yeah, right. what's left in the movie? What's left. And I think it's one thing, for whatever reason, it's hard to get a good comedy trailer cut. Right. So, but yeah. Um, so what else you got? As far as movies? Yeah. Uh, after that, I saw. I took a shot and went to see Stuber. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kamel. I love Kamel. So, um, my line, basically it's Uber driver gets forced into uh, assisting a detective on a, on a case. And a lot of chaos ensues. So, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Kumail Nanjiani. Okay. Yeah. And Batista is the detective. Okay. And um, the other guy plays Stu, hence the name Stuber. Stuber. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, he's pretty much, he has two jobs. Stuber is his, I mean, Uber. I know what you meant. Is his side job. And then he has a main job in the store. It's kind of like Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like <laughs> pretty much, okay. they, don't, they don't show much about that, but he right. does have a pretty um, antagonistic boss. Gotcha. It's always on his back. But um, basically, he drives Uber, and he's been trying to get four-star rating. And then he comes across Detective Vic, played by Batista. Okay. And um, then from there, he just going his case. He's trying to find this guy that he's been following for two years. Okay. And the intro to the movie had a different tone than the rest of the movie. It's more serious. Okay. The so, beginning one's more beginning, serious? Okay. A little more serious. But it kind of gives you a sense of tone what his motivation is later. Why he partially wants to find this guy. Okay. Um, so, oh uh, man. So, after he meets up with Stu, takes him on different places to figure out where to find this guy, whether or not there's a drop going on. And um, there's some... Some little dirty stuff going on within his department. He finds out maybe not everybody he works with is trustworthy. And um, and he has a daughter who just happens to be having a, a art show that day. And this, this movie actually takes place in one day. Okay. And uh, I kind of I like movies that, that do the one day thing. Gotcha. And um, overall, like the comedy in it, some of it hits, some of it doesn't. Uh, then Stu, he has um, kind of a relationship with someone that he's also starting a business with, and he's kind of going through that. Uh, the person he's with is also has a he has a crush on her, but he doesn't want to tell her. He's kind of shy gotcha. to do that. But uh, she's actually got a relationship going on with someone else, and you know he doesn't like it, but he just kind of plays the friend. You know, it's like well, maybe at some point I'll be able to slide in there when. This right. doesn't work out. So, but um, for some reason, he just doesn't tell her how he feels. And then, Batista's character is pretty much very much into his detective work. He's got right. a daughter. He doesn't really pay attention too much. And he's divorced. Yeah. And, um, but he's really gung ho. And uh, in this movie, he's, he has, the reason why he gets an Uber is because he's had uh, eye surgery, so he can't see. Oh, okay. So, um, that's why he has the Uber. And uh, he just basically kidnaps him and makes him go take him to the place he needs to go to try to solve this case. Okay. And that's about as good as I can describe without really giving it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's 
So it's got kind of an uneven tone, so to speak. Like you can't decide if it, what it wants to be, or is in it just, or way. it just kind of just started off kind of rough and then kind of. I mean, I like it. Did, did I like it get, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's you can. I mean, there's a lot of movies I like, but I also yeah. understand like yeah, there's like, some uneven tone, or there's just, or it just. I guess yeah. the tone was more serious in the beginning, and then, and the, then the comedy was right later. Okay. Yeah. So when you were while you were talking, I looked up. Uh, I pulled up the director, Michael Dalsey. Mm-hmm. I think I pronounced that right. Um, no, Douse. Um Because I wanted to see what else he directed. I was actually also looking when you brought up um, the unevenness of the how it was serious, and then got funnier. I was curious. Well. Usually when there's kind of unevenness, there's usually that's kind of a writer's thing because there's usually multiple writers, but this one only has one. So, right. um, so that seems like it's more on the director's end on the, in that case. Um, he directed a movie in 2013 called What If with um, Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan and that I and Adam Driver. And I really... Oh, Mackenzie Davis. I forgot she was in it. Um... I think I watched this. I don't remember. I watched it and I really like it. It's a cute little independent film. Um, basically, Daniel Radcliffe play, plays a guy who's burned out from a string of failed relationships, forms an instant bond with um, with a girl who lives uh, with her longtime boyfriend. Together, they uh, together they form. Uh, or sorry, together they puzzle out. Uh, what it means, you know, if your best friend is also the love of your life. Anyways, it's a cute little independent rom-com, and it's actually pretty good. And he also, uh, in 2011, directed Goon with Sean William Scott, the hockey one. Yeah, that was so actually that really one, good. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm almost wondering if, if maybe, I mean, maybe, like, if how much... To the studio has involvement in as far as like notes here you need to fix this here you need to punch this up here this needs to do this and that and um, one thing that I did looking up is actually a Fox property okay that was distributed by Walt Disney uh, and the yeah. movie itself is rated R oh so, okay and then I was checking apparently this is not the first time Disney has distributed an R rated movie uh, it's been six years since the last one. And um, <clears throat> apparently at one point they were owner of Miramax. So a lot of yep. the R-rated movies come from right. Miramax. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, I kind of think they might be testing the waters so maybe for some Deadpool later just to see how. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I just hope they don't change it. <laughs> I don't think they will. I think they'll either. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they might tone it down to PG thirteen. Like they just might not have as many f bombs in Deadpool. That's, I mean, it worked. I think it worked well when the Once Upon a Deadpool came out because I took York to go see that, mm-hmm. and but, and yeah, I mean, it toned it down enough that it would still get everybody. It didn't take away like when they toned it down. It didn't take away from from what from people because I've seen both, and I don't think the PG thirteen version negatively impacted the the movie. Like, it didn't take you out of it. Let's put it that way. I guess right. it's the best way to put it. Um, so I think, yeah, there is some success if they decide to go that route. 
So, I mean, they might do like this, still have Fox produce it, but then they'll distribute it. Yeah. You know, have another I, company do it. I am curious how all that stuff from Fox is going to... Not translate, uh, what's the word? How that how the Fox stuff's going to end up incorporating as far as like tone, their choice of what they're going to put out and what they're not. Right. Or if it's just, even though they own Fox, if it's, are they still going to keep it under 20th Century Fox or are they just going to move everything just over to Disney. Disney? I mean, I guess technically Marvel is owned by Disney as well, but it doesn't say Walt Disney Productions, just still says Marvel. True. So, oh, well, that's, um, I think you got one. Oh, tell me about the Lion King. Hmm. Well, it's the Lion King. Everybody's seen it, so we talk about it. Um, you talk about it. I haven't seen it yet. No, no, no I'm saying we can oh. talk about it freely without yeah, yeah. spoiling because it's, it's yeah, yeah, been it's, out since everybody, everybody knows this movie. Yeah. So, or should know this movie. Should. Um, basically, it's the Lion King. Only difference is instead of animated, it's CG. I have the animals and they look realistic. It's beautiful. I so mean, it is CG. It's but not all it's, CG. If you you can't, people that are listening cannot see that I'm doing air quotes when I say live action. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they said live action. They just said CG animals. Yeah. yeah. But um, one thing that I knew people were concerned with as far as well, just one thing. The intro sequence, as far as the music for the intro, mm-hmm. they played it safe and basically just copied and pasted the song. So okay. it's the same song, plays out pretty much shot for shot on how everything yeah. happened and animated. And um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Um, the CG, yes, the animals look realistic, but unlike the animation, can't emote their faces so it's still like you're looking at an actual animal but they're talking basically so if they're upset or angry it's the same face gotcha so no difference there uh voice acting i believe the only original voice actor from the animated is james Earl jones Mm -hmm. and everyone else is new yep so um yeah he i mean he does his job Uh, to me it kind of sounds like he's you know he's getting old sound a little tired but Probably phoned it in, literally. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he phoned it in, but you can tell he's he's getting up there. His, his, you know, it's just voice not as not as strong and yeah. commanding. Um, I forget the name of the child actors that played that, that did the voice acting for young you. Simba and Nala. I know the young Nala played in Us. She was the daughter in that movie. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then I'm not familiar with the uh, young J.D. Simba. McCrary. They both did well. Then, as far as the singing, Can't Wait to Be King, they sang themselves. They didn't copy and paste this song. They actually sang, and they sounded pretty decent, pretty good. Um, Scar. Kind of wish they had got Jeremy Irons to come back and play Scar, because I, I just I just love Jeremy Irons' yeah. Scar. Um, apparently, there's a bit of controversy about Scar now. Oh, that's right. Um, that was what? Yeah. Apparently there's a complaint that he wasn't gay in this movie. I don't know. He I don't was rem- gay I, in the first one? I don't one? remember him being gay in the first one. Uh, I guess they just mean his behavior was a little flamboyant. Yeah, but I don't know. The only, only thing I wanted was an oh goody from him, and I, could, I didn't get that. That's my only disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. But um, it's pretty much shot for shot. Um, Timon and Pumbaa. You got Seth Rollins as 
Seth Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Uh, from, uh, I think. Yeah. I think Billy Eichner was. Now they did. Now Seth Rogen did well as as yeah. he, He's he's pretty much made for that role. Yeah. yeah. The voice down. It's pretty much similar to the original. Okay. So, um, uh, I guess the biggest thing is Beyonce. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Singing. Are we? She's are we about to diss on Queen Bee? She can no, come in. I mean, and... she's fine with singing. <laughs> I just don't think she needs to do any more voice acting, <laughs> or have gotcha. or get some yeah. help. Just get some help, cause I mean, it just sound like her. It was just like she was just talking in an interview. Cause from the first moment she spoke, I was just like, no, it's not working. Okay. I mean, she doesn't have a big role, but still, yeah, it's kind of yeah. distracting. I understand. I mean, and then it just sounds like maybe she recorded her vocals from a different place compared to other ones because I could tell sound was a little different. Oh, if she was in, like recording in a different studio or yeah. something. Maybe they weren't that in the same place. Probably at her house. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It was like, I'm recording. I'm not coming in. I'm going to stay at the house. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I liked the movie. Yeah, it was cool watching Real Animals, you know, instead of animated. Yeah. I still like the original. I prefer the original, but this is not a bad movie at all. Okay. It's not bad at all. So was it? Did, was there anything new? Mm. Or did they change like? Anything? They they did change some things. Um, as far as Scar's song, be prepared. He mostly spoke it. It wasn't really sung. Gotcha. And of course, in the original animation, they had a lot of theatrics going on in the background. Right. So they kind of toned it down. I think that song in the original was maybe like two, three minutes or longer. This was probably. A minute, oh, maybe. Okay. wasn't long. It was a monologue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't long. I mean, he did some singing, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Okay. And then the scene where adult Simba sees his dad in the clouds, mm-hmm. instead of actually seeing him, they kind of had the clouds form and then lightning struck, and you can kind of see the image. Of uh, gotcha. and I was like, yeah, not the same. No, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And then of course the gourd, the scene where Mufasa dies. Yeah didn't hit as hard as I thought it was going to. Oh, okay. I, I watched the original the night before, and I watched it, and I was just like, wow, it still hits. Yeah. And so when I went into watching this, it, it hit, but it didn't, you know, I didn't, I thought I was going to be devastated because yeah. it was just HD, I'm seeing this, but it didn't, it didn't hit me as bad. Do you think they may have toned it down because, because, I wonder, this is what I'm wondering, if that's the case, if maybe it did, but that it didn't test well because the animals look more realistic. Well, I think so. They were afraid maybe it might cause more, you know, the little kids might find it more traumatic or something. Not so much that. It's just when you animate characters, you know, you can mm-hmm. actually get the expression on their face. Yeah. And it's hard to do that when you have realistic looking animals, and so the emotion doesn't hit. As hard as it would, like if you could actually see yeah. the pain in their face, right? Okay, yeah. So that's the difference. I think that's why for me, I just it it was still sad, yeah, but it wasn't as hard hitting as it was in the original because okay. of animation versus the CG. Okay. Maybe if they'd done the CG a little different, focused on less realism and just been more closer to the original, right? Then that would have helped with the emotional impact of everything. Okay. So, I. Let me tell you my story about Lion King. All right. <laughs> so, first of all, um, I still have to go see this because Grayson wants to go see it. Because Grayson, for her recital last year, she had to do... She, her ballet recital was to Circle of Life. 
Okay. So anytime she hears that, she goes, oh, "It's my, it's my ballet song." So of course, I, I've got to go take her. To go see, so I'm going to have to go see it. We've even Ruth and I have discussed Farkle, you know, paper, rock, scissors, shoot, find out who has to take. It. I, I'm going to have to take her. <laughs> um, because what uh, I unlike most people, I I don't like this movie. <laughs> Okay. So and, and I'll tell you why. And it's really nothing against the movie itself. I remember seeing that movie distinctly in the theater. There's a most movies I could t- kind of tell you where I was and who I saw movies with. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what I wore last week, but I could tell you. What, but I could tell you stupid things like that. Yeah. Um, I saw this in Lee Summit, Missouri, with my brother and two of our friends, and. We were visiting my uh, dad's stepmom during the summer, and that when it came out, and so we went and saw it. And I'm like, "Cool." I'm pretty sure I was the only person that theater that didn't that came out of that movie. I was like, "Well, that was a bomb, right? Right? No? Oh, you guys? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Maybe I just need to see it again." Right. And I got that opportunity. Three years of marching band. <laughs> And just three years abandoned high school in general, because anytime we got a spare, uh, like a free day in band class, or during our 14-hour drive from Springfield, Missouri to Orlando, Florida, for our marching band competition, right? We had three things to watch. We had old Talk Soup uh, reruns that were on VHS, because that's this is 1994. Yeah. And then we had Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And then we had Lion King. Those were our three choices. 14 hours down, 14 hours back. Right. And it was before cell phones. So, this, let me rephrase that. This is back when cell phones were the Zach Morris brick phones. Right. So. No smartphones. Nope. <laughs> no laptops. No, not, no. Game Boy if you had one. Right. Um, and then we had, uh, and then in band class, every free day in band class was Lion King. And I was so sick of that blankety blank movie I'm just like oh my god please, do we not have something else we could put in rotation yeah so you've, had your, you've had your fill of lying I've, I've more than had my fill and the thing is and my friend my best friend from back home Aaron uh, he he brought this up first and I've decided and then I just you know the more he brought and he brings it up every single time about the Lion King is that the Lion King is Star Wars it is this Rafinki is Yoda he will be the first one to tell you that Rafinki is Yoda, and then obviously Simba's Luke, Nala's Leia, except obviously you know I guess yeah. they do kiss at one point. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mufasa is obviously Uncle Ben or Obi Wan I guess Obi Wan Scar's Vader. Yeah, Timon and Pumbaa or C three PO and R two D two. I can see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's like it all just plays out. It's about I mean because basically both movies are about. Lightness and darkness. Right. You know, good and evil. I mean, it's good and evil's been around since storytelling's been around. And so it's just easier to make that kind of analogy of the characters and everything. And I've kind of gotten on board with them on that. I'm like, yeah, if I want to watch Star Wars, I'll just watch Star Wars. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just like, all right, let's just do that. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. But the thing is, so many people grew up with, like, The Lion King is their Disney movie. Yeah. That's cool. Mine's... I grew up with Pinocchio when it got re-released. I grew up with Robin Hood. 
I grew up with um, The Great Mouse Detective. That's still one of my favorites. And Sword and Stone. Those are like my four Disney cartoon movies. I still liked... I went and saw Beauty and the Beast when it came out in theaters. I saw it like four times, I think. Right. And Because uh, I just really enjoyed it. And then... I think I was in high school at that point because I drove myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just... For whatever reason, whatever reason, that one just didn't connect with me. Right. And then I never... There's some... And there's some Disney animated I've never seen. I still have never seen Tarzan. I've seen parts of it, but I've never seen it. I love Phil Collins as a musician. I don't need to be seeing him doing Disney music, though. Let's <laughs> stick to his old, you know, his 80s music. Right. And stuff with Genesis. But I don't need to see him doing Disney music. Yeah. And I haven't seen Mulan. I just never got around to it. I just... That Eddie, I think when I saw the trailer and heard Eddie Murphy's voice, I was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> Same reason why I don't like the Shrek movies. I just those. I just don't like those movies. Yeah. But, it, you know, I'm just yeah, and I just kind of got out of Disney movies for the longest time. Um, trying to think if there's any more on top of my head, but I loved Hercules, too. Um, so I don't like. I don't. I don't. I'm not a hater of Disney anime. It's just, just some I like that. more. Than others, and yeah. some, you know, like I said, you know, just like with most things in pop culture, you age out of, you know. That's true. Like I was more Voltron. I had never made it to Power Rangers, so Voltron is my Power Rangers. It's, right. It's the same thing. Pretty much. But it, it's literally the same thing. It's just different generation. Yeah. I never got into Pokemon. I aged out of Pokemon. Yeah. So, same here. I'm familiar but with it, but I I, I'm familiar it. with it because York got into it. Yeah. And that's the first time I ever, you know, I even knew what half of those were. I knew what a Pikachu was just because I see them in the stores, and it's the most popular. <laughs> yeah, it's just so you just know it by that way. But otherwise, I don't, you know. But then, but yeah, I took, you know, I took Grayson to go see Detective Pikachu because she got into Pikachu because her brother was into Pikachu, so she wanted to go see the movie. York said he didn't wasn't really that interested, so I was like. Really? It's like, yeah, no. I don't want to. Like, all right. I took her. I thought it'd be okay. And she loved it. Thought it was great. She sat down for the majority of, you know, th- for about 90, 95% of the movie. And, and uh, yeah, she really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Right. Um, and then this morning, actually, we, it's, it was available on, on I, you know, on uh, Apple TV. So we downloaded it. And we watched it in York, you know, got to finally watch it. And he loved it after watching it. And I just, watching it again, I just realized how much more, I, you know, it's like, this really is an actually a good movie. And it's good because it's great for kids their age and it's funny for me because there's funny parts in it. There's good quippy dialogue because it's Ryan Reynolds. Right. It's not forced. Right. There's a few times where it's, you kind of feel like, okay, simmer down. You know, it's a bit much. Yeah. Overdoing it, but... But not enough that where it's distracting. Um, but the effects are amazing, hmm. and the storytelling. I mean, the story's fine. It's I mean, it's a Pokemon, so it's not going to be like it's. But it is kind of like a mystery. Right. You have to figure out what happened to Tim's dad and the main character's dad, and Pikachu's going to help him, and it's kind of a not really who done it, but you know, just follow the clues type of story. Right. And then. For people that are into Pokemon, it's the who's who of, you know, Pokemon ones. It's the so-and-so of Evolved of whatnot and who that. But 
you don't have to be into Pokemon like me. Right. <laughs> so basically, I, casual moviegoers. Yes, will enjoy, well, enjoy it. it just as a fun, as a fun, you know, as a fun movie. Then, but if you are into Pokemon, you'll love it that much more. Right. But if you're not, you'll still enjoy it because it's still an enjoyable movie. Okay. And uh, kind of how we were talking earlier about uh, how we were talking earlier about uh, how my son can differentiate fictional movies from. You know, right. he, he knows that they're fake. Grayson goes, where's that Where's that at? I go, I said, that's a, uh, oh, I forgot, oh, Rhyme City. I want to go there sometime. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Grace, I said, that's not a real city. It's, you know, it's a movie. It's fake. You know, it's not, that stuff's not really happening. I said, it's a fake movie. So I said, that's like a, that's like a, a fictitious city. It's not a real one. Oh, okay. And then she was cool. But, you know, she's. She's getting there, but yeah, yeah she, I mean, four, almost five, so she's still not... Right. Yeah, she still thinks... So, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they both really enjoyed it, though. All right. Is that all? Interesting about Lion King, my yeah. daughter didn't want to see it. <laughs> I asked her if she wanted to see it, and she's like, oh, you know, if you want to. We end up seeing Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. But I don't remember much from it to talk about it. I had to right. do some research on that. Go, go, yeah. go back on it. But it was decent. Yeah, it, it was good cute. As, it was cute. Wasn't as good as the first one. No, no, it's cute. Yeah. They both liked it. It was serviceable. It was <laughs> yeah, that's what I kind of... Yeah. It, you know, for five, when we went for the cheap movie day, they both kids liked it because they... You know, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I... I was told cool. my wife when we got, yeah, it's fine. It's not the best one we've seen, but yeah. it's definitely not the worst one we've seen. No, <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, and then um, York actually, his mom, him and his mom went to the drive-in and saw The Lion King, and he said he loved it. I'm like, really? The new okay. one in the drive-in? Yeah. Okay. Went to the drive-in and saw it. Yeah. So he's seen it, but <laughs> great says, I'm like, how have you? All right. <laughs> but he goes to see his movies with his mom more than. Uh, he's he says yes to her easier than he says yes to me, which yeah. is fine. It's just funny. Um, all right, is that all? Does that cover um, all yours? Well, I can What's talk up? a little bit about Booksmart. Not much. oh yeah yeah. I did go see that because they re-released it and it was five dollars. Right, so, I've been wanting to see that. So I went to see it. Um, not to talk too much about it. Uh, basically, the two main characters. It's uh, day before graduation. Uh huh. And they're smart. One's going to Yale. One's going to um, Africa during the summer. Okay. And basically, by the end of this this first day, or the second to last day, um, they realize they've done too much book work. They feel like uh-huh. maybe we should party this night and make up for everything we missed out because some of the people that they look down on were, were parties, or whatever. But they also focused on school because some of them are going to Yale or Stanford. One got a job at Google, and so they're like, wow, you did all this, and all I did was study, 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 Yeah. but you managed to do both, so we must have missed out. So this is basically a day of them trying to party and have their fun. Cut with us a little bit, yeah. finally. Yeah. That was pretty decent. It was like old 90s coming-age movie for teenagers. Okay. It was fun. Do was... you think your daughter would like it? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember if it was PG-13 or rated R. It's PG-13. PG-13. Pretty sure. Yeah. I think. Um, Hold on. I'm checking for you. <laughs> I don't know if she would want to see it or not. I mean, she's her taste in movies are changing a little bit. You know, well, she, that's kind of one of the reasons, too, I kind of wanted to ask you that. No, it's rated R. Yeah, so definitely 
probably language. Yeah, mostly language. I don't. There's no no nudity, but it's um. Yeah. It's a little bit of um, <laughs> some lesbian activity going on. Oh, okay. So, yeah. No. Uh, no. Maybe when she gets older, she can see it on okay. her own time. <laughs> <laughs> not not not. <laughs> Not about to be having that conversation. Huh? No, 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 <laughs> no. But overall, it was good. Um, uh, apparently, the budget was only six million. Yeah, it's a small little indie movie. And then the opening week, it made it back six million nine hundred thirty-three thousand. Yeah, and then decent marketing campaign. And then the gross was over twenty-two million. So, oh yeah, made this money back. <laughs> there you go. I think it would be a while to get another directorial job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty. I'm cur- Do you think? Because this won't really get into. The uh, the movie too much, but do you th- how are, do you think the performances were? Or do you think any? Do you, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's getting re-released now, mm-hmm. which is interesting to get re-released in the summer. Yeah, because it originally came out May twenty fourth. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. So I, I, to my knowledge, a movie's never been re-released re-released twice. Been released and re-released. The reason why I'm at, do you think it's something that might Make it to like award season of some kind. Um, like, do you like in your? <clears throat> do you feel that it's like anything's like awards worthy? Like either the writing, the directing, maybe the acting. I mean, the performances were pretty decent, and what I saw on IMDb, it did win a couple uh, awards. It had one nomination. Yeah. Now, as far as you know, maybe. I mean, we might get like maybe a as far as independent movie award possibly. Okay, independent spirit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I walked in not really. I mean, I saw the trailers, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect, and came out was uh, satisfied. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. I wasn't disappointed in seeing it. <laughs> well, good, good. I still gotta make time to go see it. Um. Well, let's go ahead and. I would say take a break, but we'll take a break from talking with movies with playing this game that I've developed, you know, with my high-tech technology of writing movies, of looking up, looking up filmographies and writing them down. Yeah. Um, let's see, how many I got here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I've got 15 movies that I want you to tell me if you think Rutger Hour. Or Dennis Hopper were in these movies. And, again, I made this easy. <laughs> At least I believe I made them easy. Yeah, we'll okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't recall seeing... I'll do my best. I'll just do that. Uh, we'll see. 50-50 shot. <laughs> if you win, there's nothing to win. Yeah. If you lose, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> so, fun. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, it is what it is. All right. All right. So, first one... Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm. Rutger Hour, Dennis Hopper. Mm, Rutger. Yep. Mm. You're correct. I should have it. Let me borrow your pen. Okay. Kind sir. Thank you very much. Um, first of all, before we even start, let me go ahead and tell you, Rutger Hour has 173 credits. Wow. Dennis Hopper has 204 credits. Now, both of these include TV. Wow. And Rutger Hour, because he's... Dan- Danish. He's from Denmark. Okay. Makes him a Danish. He's actually Danish and made some Danish movies. And he may have made some Danishes. There we go. <laughs> um, before coming over. Um, this 
actually, this won't even. Dennis Hopper passed away in 2010. And then this is where my wife would say, You mean he didn't? I thought he's been dead 20 years. But he, she says that about most actors and/or actresses, right? Um, or musicians, <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Idea. And then Rucker Hour passed away this week. Okay. And they were roughly both about the same age, like when they passed. Wow. <clears throat> I think Dennis Hopper was 74 when he passed, and Rutger Hour was 73. Okay, next one, Rebel Without a Cause, classic movie. Mm. Hopper. Yep. Um, Hobo with a Shotgun. A very cultish movie. Dennis? No. Rucker mm. Hour. He played said hobo. Okay. It's if you could find it, it's very much kinda of like a grindhouse style like a Tarantino grindhouse style style movie. Okay. And that's kinda of what it was going for. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, the title says it all. Hobo right. with a shotgun. So anyways. Um, Batman begins. Rutger. Yep. Mr. Earl. Flashback. Not flash dance, but flashback. <laughs> flashback. With Kiefer Sutherland. Dennis Hopper. Yes. That, I kind of gave you a clue on that one. Uh, boiling Point. Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes. Dennis Hopper. Yep. Played Red. Sin City. First one. I'm going to go with Hopper. Nope. No? That's okay. Uh, Easy Rider. Mm, stick with Dennis Hopper. Yep. Okay. Waterworld. And it's okay if you blank that movie out of your memory, because you should have. I don't know if it was Kevin <laughs> think, Costner's in it. Yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kevin Costner's blanked that movie out of his memory. Wiped that movie out of his memory. Oh, Lord. Sorry uh, if you actually like that movie, but... Uh, Hopper? Yep, you played the villain. Alrighty, uh, we're almost there. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. These are all movies, and I'm not doing any With TV Kristen in Kristen Swanson? Yep, Christy Swanson. Christy. And uh, Paul Rubens. Luke, Luke Perry, rest in peace. Dennis Hopper was in that too, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was Rooker. It was Rooker Hour. He played the... Was it Lath- Lathos? Lagos? I don't know. He played the villain. Okay. So, uh, another movie that it's okay if you wiped from your memory because, you know, it's Super Mario Brothers. That's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, Koopa. Yeah. Koopa, Koopa, Troopa. That poor, rolls. poor movie. Some cornrows. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Yeah, oh, that's what it did. It straight up did. <laughs> uh, knock around, guys. Uh, Rucker. No, Dennis Hopper. Uh, The Hitcher. From like 1980. Hopper? Nope, Rucker Alley. He played The Hitcher. I go with my gut on that. (laughs) Easiest one. Blade Runner. And it doesn't matter which version of Blade Runner. It's Blade Runner, Blade Runner's director's cut, Blade Runner, the final cut. Either way. Same actors in it. Come on, come on, man. That wasn't Rucker, was it? No, it was. It It straight up was. That's like one of the roles he's best known for. (laughs) Okay. I'm giving you that one. Anyways, 
Last one. True romance. <laughs> so out of 15 let's see here let me count them up for those of you keeping score at home one two three four five you got 10 out of 15 man i don't oh, do wow. math so. okay look at you all right so you did better than you thought yeah cool see i told you i didn't i wasn't gonna make it hard <laughs> i'm gonna make it hard at all oh man look at the time Oof. i had to I won't go as in depth into mine um, as we've been, but I'll uh, <clears throat> but I'll still try and touch on the key points I want to kind of get across. So finally took, as I've kept mentioning, finally took the kids to go see Aladdin. My son, who had zero interest in wanting to go, finally last minute said, "Yeah, I want to go." He ended up enjoying the movie a lot more than he thought he would. Grayson loved the movie because I mean, he's gas man. Yeah. Why chance? So she was all excited. I it was fine. It's whatever. It's I did not like it. <laughs> that what I what I've been telling people when they asked how I you know, if I liked it. I love the animated version. I've seen the animated version several times. Love Robin Williams. Robin Williams was perfect for the genie. Right. His voice acting is perfect for it's because his voice is always animated. Yes. Like if you ever watch any of his stand up, it's very animated because he's very much all over the place. So that serves well for animation because, you know, he's able to switch it up and then the animation's able to keep up. True. So obviously Robin Williams couldn't reprise his role because he's passed. So what does Disney do? They get the one person that's just as animated as him. Will Smith. I like Will Smith. I don't. I don't like everything he's in. Right. But I will see most things he's in, if that makes sense. I may not rush out to theaters to see them, but I will eventually see most things he is in. Yes. Uh. Again, I one of my favorite movies of Will Smith is when is Ali the Michael Mann directed movie where he played Muhammad. I love, that's one of my favorite roles of his. Right. I mean, other than obviously Independence Day and Bad Boys, but, you know, but I, I see why they, okay. I, not that I see why they chose him. I've come to understand <laughs> why they chose, because he is very charming. True. And obviously nobody's going to try and emulate or try to emulate Robin Williams because you just can't. You can't. But they chose him because Will Smith is very charming. He's got it. He's very charismatic. I don't. But it didn't translate well. Okay. Like I, to me, it didn't. I didn't feel it translated well. I felt. I don't know. I, I almost felt like he was trying to wink to the camera, or they were trying to. Or the director was trying to make, you know, was trying to force a lot of stuff. Yeah. There was more Fresh Pants of Bel Air references than needed to be. Really? The carpet, the during Friend Like Me, the carpet does the Carlton dance. Straight up, bro. Oh, man. I actually <laughs> missed it, but I read it during research. I'm like, I was like, for real? 
And then, uh, yeah, and there's some other references that they make towards Fresh Prince. And it's like, yeah, we get it. We get it. I guess it kind of makes sense. We we get it. <laughs> Aladdin's a prince. Yeah. We get it. He's a, fr- a fresh look. We get it. It's stop beating us over the head with it. Yeah. <laughs> but in the fact that Will Smith wasn't, I want to say what, uh, like the blue, him being blue was distracting. Like they could have been fine just not making him blue. Right. I, I think. And, ha- and he wasn't blue the entire movie. Because there's times where he transforms into, like he's got waves and stuff. Okay. And he's, because Jasmine has like a maid servant, whatever you call it, the person that helps keep her dressed and all that. Mm-hmm. Be the I guess the equivalent as a <laughs> as an intern. She has an intern with her. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, gets her coffee and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, a paid best friend. <laughs> um, so Will Smith gets the hots for this other girl. He ends up falling in love with her. But obviously he can't because he's a genie. So that's different. And this new person is also added into the movie. So that's different. The musical numbers were fine. I mean, again, not everything's going to be like it is in the original. Nor should it. Whole new world. How was that? It actually wasn't bad. And they actually flew over the area... Or at least from what I read was one of the one of the landscapes that they fly over is actually the Pride Land from oh. Lion King. Okay, can't really tell, but because it was at night, right? But you know, it's kind of tell. It's like it's if you're looking them. for it, because I, you know, did all the research before going to the movie, and so when you're so in my head, I was looking for it. I'm like, oh, okay, I think that was it. Okay, yeah. right on. And so all these other things kind of just stuck out more and more. And yeah, no, whole new world was done well. Um, Friend Like Me was fun. I mean, it was still fun, even though it didn't... I don't know. But it was also... They tried to do, keep it like the original music, but when one Will Smith sings, they tried to do more... Pop? More pop. Tried to update it more. Mm-hmm. But he still didn't... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it still didn't translate well. And he's... Right. Like, they took away one of the good things he's good at. <laughs> it just... I don't know. It just didn't feel right to me. Now, again, the kids loved it, which, you know, you know that's all that's, that matters. That's the studio's goal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. But Disney do, usually does an amazing job of making movies entertaining for both kids and adults. True. Like, look at any Pixar movie. It, it can, I mean, it works. Yeah. This didn't, just didn't, to me, it didn't work. My biggest takeaway of what I really enjoyed or what I did enjoy about the movie was the practical set designs, not the CG parts of Agrabah and stuff like that, but the practical set design right. was well done and you know really drew attention how it looked. The costumes were amazing. I can actually see this movie getting nominated for best costume design because okay. it's the costumes are beautiful to look at. Not just Jasmine's, but also, um, like, when Aladdin becomes Prince, his Prince one outfits and stuff like that are very uh, are very well made, very well, very good, nice to look at, and, uh, yeah, are pretty cool to, you know, that's, like, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was 
And of course, it, to, and of course, though that's that's good, but it's also bad because of the costume design is what sticks in your brain. That's not saying much for the rest of the movie, right? So, um, the way they did Yago, he still had a parrot. Okay. He still talked, but it talked more like a you know like an actual parrot, just repeated the same stuff. Okay. It didn't have Gilbert. Gilbert doing Gilbert's voice and being, you know... Annoying. <laughs> yes. I'll take Gilbert any day over Eddie yeah. Murphy's voice acting. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it just... Uh, it just... Yeah, it just... Uh, hmm. And Guy Ritchie directed. I love most Guy Ritchie movies. I, I mean, when I was in... When I was in uh, film class, one of the movies we had to watch... To learn, I don't even remember what what aspect of filmmaking we were learning from it, because it's been so long. But we watched Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Never even heard of it. Didn't even know who this guy was. Right. And we watched that. And I'm like, I love this movie. This movie's freaking hilarious. And it's well, you know, and it's you know, it's funny. It's well made. I was like, I like this guy. And then he made Snatch. Absolutely love Snatch. I can almost quote that movie. You know. This is one of my favorite Brad Pitt movies, even. <laughs> and he's only a supporting character. Right. And uh, it's kind of humorous, because when... And that's when I first learned about Jason Statham. Was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Because Guy Ritchie put him in the movie. Now, while he was in college, he was an Olympic swimmer. Jason Statham was. That's He's always pretty much been... Had that Jason Statham body. Right. <laughs> it's never pretty much not had it, because he was a swimmer. Or a diver, I mean. Um, and then, but he also did some street hustling too. So that so Guy Ritchie discovered him from doing that, and then put him in the Lock, Stock, and Two Sm- Two Smoking so Barrels. That his first movie. Yeah, to be a street hustler. That's cool. Yeah, and that's Guy Ritchie pretty much launched Jason Statham's acting career. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, so so yeah, and then even the Sherlock Holmes movies are entertaining. They're not. Best thing, but they're entertaining and they're fun. Right. You, he has a real. You can. He has a real different. You know, like you can tell his style because that quick. You know, a quick edit and quick zoomed. You know, to hurry up to slow down yeah. type type filmmaking. But it's fun. In uh, rock rock and roll with uh, Gerard Butler uh, was also probably one of his last good ones that I always enjoyed. Right. Um. But his missus, King Arthur, oof, that didn't need to be made again. That was like the most recent one, right? Yes, the most recent one with Charlie Hunnan, 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 whatever. I kinda, I kinda Jude Law. I kind of liked it. The big I mean, elf, I like the I giant like, elephants. I like the visuals, I'll put it that way. I like the visuals. The visual effects, yeah. yeah. But I didn't think it needed to be made again. <laughs> I think after the Clive Owen one, we were good for a while. Yeah. Or good for at least another 20 years. But it didn't. I didn't think it needed to be made. I didn't really like the fantasy element that added to. I mean, already a fictitious story, but you know what I mean. Right. I just didn't. Yeah. Swept away with him with Madonna. But that's back when the two of them were dating. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, Revolver with Jason Statham. That movie. I don't know what that movie was supposed to be. Uh, but it was slow and it was terrible. And then Man from Uncle. I've tried twice. No, three times. I've tried watching that movie. That's the one with Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, I and I just it. cannot watch that movie. I just not, it's not that I can't watch it. I keep trying to give it a chance, and you lose interest, and it's just boring. 
Like, the best parts are in the trailer. I mean, the rest is just boring. Yeah. There's no chemistry between the two of them. And they're both good actors. There's just no chemistry. It's just boring. So, I just... And I know he... Well, he says he made Aladdin for his kids. He wanted to make a movie for his kids. Right. And he has a thing for street hustlers. Well, Aladdin's only a street hustler at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So, and that kind of negates everything else. Right. So, I don't know. I hope he rebounds with something else. <laughs> so, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. And, like I said, I'll... I'll, uh... That, I don't want to get too far into it, but, yeah. I don't even get into my, the rest of my notes on that one. <laughs> um, real quick, because we're already running a little bit over. But, real quick, what I want to talk about is, just briefly, was the other movie we saw was Toy Story 4. And... Uh, Grayson wanted to go see it because we've been watching the original. Uh, we have, I don't think she's watched the second one yet. I still haven't seen the third one. Yeah. But I felt like going into this, I'd be okay because it's you know it's a kids movie. And they don't really try and make it too hard to Pick to up. follow. Right. Yeah. And so we went and saw it. And she's only seen the first one, so she didn't know anything about the rest. And I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, it was just her and I, you didn't go with us. And, yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was... It's a Toy Story. Yeah, it's a Toy Story. It was dark, though, for a lot of it, because it a lot of it took place at night. So, basically, they go on a road trip with their new per, with their new kid, Bonnie. And they... Uh, Bonnie makes... Literally makes a new toy with a spork and some craft. Okay. And his name is Forky. And Forky has this existential crisis the entire time, because he keeps thinking because he was essentially made out of trash. Right. So he keeps thinking he is trash and belongs in the trash can. So Woody, a toy, basically acts like a parent to Forky, because he feels that he's now responsible for Forky during this journey. Right. Because, uh, you know, he sees that he's you know Bonnie's now his person. His his person and Bonnie's name's on the bottom of Forky's foot, so that's kind of when you, I think they've established in the movie that's when you're that you know belong to that person and you're, you're that person's toy because their name's on the bottom. Right. That's when you're important, I guess. It's part and of. And so, crew. yeah, you're Brandon Morris. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, so they uh, so Woody feels responsible for Forky, so. It's about him trying to, you know, keep Forky out of the trash can, trying to get the other toys to help Forky out as well. Forky ends up escaping or flying out the window. Woody goes after him and to try and then says that we'll meet up. During their journey, they wind up in an antique st- Bo Peep leaves at the beginning of the movie. See her, you know, just wonder, you know, she leaves. They end up seeing uh come by an antique store and he thinks Bo Peep's in there because the rest of the lamp that she belongs with is there okay and it's been you know it's been an ex- like three years it's been a while um since they last saw her and they end up so Woody takes Forky to go inside this antique store to think find Bo Peep they end up coming across meeting a new doll named Gabby Gabby who wants Woody's voice box and then, you know, inside of him. 
Right. Hers is damaged. She okay. came, uh, she was manufactured damaged. So she's in this antique store because nobody wants her. And she wants his voice box so she can finally have a person. You know, somebody will come get her because she just wants to be loved. Right. Because that's the moral of all these Toy Story movies. They just all want to be, you know, want someone to love them. You know, they want to be of service, you know, to someone. And so Gabby Gabby basically acts kind of like she wants, like I said, she wants Woody's voice thing. So whenever, because she has one of those pull strings. Okay. And then she talks. But when she pulls string, it doesn't. Nothing. So she wants Woody's. She has these ventriloquist dummies that serve as her, like, minions, I guess. Her, so, and they are very creepy looking. And and I'm not creeped out by, like, mannequins. But they may, found a way to make these look creepy. And again, these takes place at night, so it adds that extra kind of scare factor to it. Okay. So I found that kind of, like, I started getting worried for Grayson. Like, I thought she might get start getting scared of those. Or at least when she went to sleep, she might wake up having a bad dream right. that they were in them. That's one issue, I'd, overall issue, with the movie that I kind of had. I thought it was a little too dark at some, both in tone and in lighting. In lighting. And I think one kind of affected the other. You okay. know what I mean? The graphics are, I mean, the animations, the computer animation is, is amazing. I mean, it's Pixar, so it's going to be good. And right. Having watched the first one fairly, you know, still fresh, and then seeing how they've come along in almost, you know, like 20 years or whatever, however long it's been, 20, 25 years. Um, it's amazing just to see the leaps and bounds. And one thing I've heard discussed was, you know, just when they originally made the first Toy Story, they didn't do a real good job. Animate, they could animate the, the toys... But they couldn't. They were having a hard time animating the, the people. The people animation in it was kind of, crap. Yeah. Whereas in this one, they've obviously they've had twenty five years to, to figure out how to do it, and they've finally got it done right. And you know, in the end, basically all the toys meet up, and it's just inter- It was, Forky is obviously the comic relief because it's, basically you know it's, a, it's a fork trying to always find a way to get in the trash. Right. And then is most content when it's in the trash because that's where he feels he belongs. Okay. So it's, 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 it's fairly humorous, but it's also like, it's a toy that's very self-aware of who he is. You know, not that he's a toy, but that he's trash. Yeah. (laughs) It's a different dynamic. Yeah, it's a different, it's an interesting (laughs) twist on it. Yeah. And it's an interesting twist to see too, the toys trying to act more like the parents instead of, you know, the adults in it. And, it's very interesting how when Disney and Pixar do this, they find a way to do it right. Right. So the movie's not bad. It's a good movie. Is it one I'm going to want to watch a lot? No. Is it one Grayson might want to watch a lot? Maybe. I don't know. But it's not one that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go see this again soon. Yeah. Or I can't wait for this to come on Apple TV to download it so we can watch it. It's right. not one of those. Even for a kid's movie, it's not one. Like Detective Pikachu, I couldn't wait because... I really enjoyed that one. That's, right. In, in the end, that's a kid's movie. But this one, I'm just like, it's good. I don't like how it's dark in these areas. I don't like the ventriloquist dummies. I understand the use of them, and they, and 
was serviced very well, but I don't know if it's for younger kids. Right. I think that's these movies generally are for all ages. Right. Um, so that part I kind of had a, a little bit of an issue with, but in the end I thought, uh, in the voice acting, of course, it's the same. I mean, it's the same cast that's been through all of them. Yeah. Except for um, obviously Don Rickles, he's passed. And what they did was, was they took his voice from all the other movies mm-hmm. and I guess the Toy Story ride at uh, at uh, what do they call that now Hollywood or Disney Hollywood Studios or whatever the ride they had there they took took all the voices or all of his files cut it up. and just cut it and just put them in there that's cool. yeah that's where technology works in your favor right and that's amazing that you're you know they're able to build his dialogue around granted he didn't have much but still they were able to still utilize that and not have to get the substitute voice actors and someone to try to sound like yes yeah That's and this movie is very much as much as it is Forky's it's very much a Woody centric movie and when <clears throat> excuse me and you realize it more you realize it most at the end of it you see why like okay this movie's more I mean it has the other toys have just uh, as valuable a role but not none so more than Woody and even Bo Peep is probably the most screen time she's had in a movie. So it's it is good. It's for I mean, again, it might have just been me going, Oh, that's a bit dark, but maybe some other people might be like, No, he's crazy, it's fine. He's just Right. You know, I might be over exact you know, just Yeah. But, you know, it's something that, you know, it's I feel is important. Um, you know, going into that to kinda of keep in mind. Again, maybe it's just me. Um but yeah, so that's essentially my Cliff Notes version. It's a Toy Story <laughs> um, quick review. So uh, real quick, because I don't want to, because we're already running along. I don't want to talk. You know, get, I won't get into it too much. But one thing I noticed um, was that. So I've seen the Lion, or I haven't seen Lion King yet, but I know I'll be going to see it. I've seen Aladdin. I've seen to- Toy Story Four. Let's see, they've just announced, uh, obviously they've announced Little Mermaid. Yeah. I still think Terry Crews for King Trident is a good choice. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to sign that petition that he's got going. Um, Snow White has now gotten greenlit for, or has now got the go-ahead for live action. Right. You got Mulan. And Mulan's coming out, which... which uh, that trailer's already out. I think yep. we've already posted that one. Um, so maybe I'll get around to seeing the animated just... I'll put myself through that. Yeah. Maybe Grayson and I will watch it together. But... Even if you want to get into... I mean, we won't... Excuse me. We won't touch any of the Fox properties, but... That they've now acquired, but just... Looking at just Disney-owned properties, so that... Even if you want to get into the... Star Wars and Marvel, and Marvel. This year alone, we've only had one original story, and that's Captain Marvel, out of all of them. And I printed out because I was curious um, re- the release schedule for Disney movies. This year alone, there's going to be there's three live actions, uh, two Pixar's, both are sequels, being Toy Story 4 and Frozen 2 that comes out in November. 
Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. No original animation. One Star Wars sequel, which came out in December. Yeah. Three Marvel movies, only one of which was original, and that was Captain Marvel. Because Spider-Man, even if you include Spider-Man... Sequel. Sequel. Yeah. So, and then in-game, sequel. Next year, in 2020, two live actions, uh, Mulan and... Uh, hold on. Let's see what the other one. I put two, but I forgot which one was the other one. Um, one Pixar movie, and that's Onward, which the trailer's out. For that, I think I posted it, and that comes out in March. <clears throat> one um, one animation. No Star Wars. Two Marvel. Uh, one based on a ride. They're doing a movie on Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Because, of course, The Rock's going to be in everything. Of course. Yeah. Well, he's already been in Jumanji, so he's used to Jungle movies at this point. Yeah. Two Jumanjis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then only one original. Oh, the other live action is uh, they're doing a Cruella DeVille prequel. Emma, Emma Stone's going to play Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Mm, I can see it. I can it see can, it. I mean, it can yeah, work. it could work. But does it need to, though? You know what I mean? There's and then. A, there's uh, an audience. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, let's see here. In 2021, I'm counting four live action, three Marvel, one Pixar, one animation. 2022, three Marvel, two Pixar, four live action, one animation, and I think one Star Wars. It just says untitled Star Wars, so I don't know which one. So, yeah, so that kind of lets you know. So the thing, we'll just, I'll pose it more as a question, and maybe people could, can, um, Give us their comments on our Facebook fan page, and I'll put it out there. Uh, basically, give us your thoughts. Do you think Disney's getting a little? I don't want to say late. I don't want to say lazy, but basically, that's kind of where I'm kind of getting at. Do you feel like they're getting lazy by just either putting out more sequels or by just adapting, you know, trying to adapt live action? Or quote unquote live action like Lion King, right. um, from original animation, when they could easily just be focusing all that on their original animation or even original computer animation like st- stories such as Toy Story and stuff like that. Right. So we'll just pose that one out since we're kind of running behind. Um, let's see. Let me find my notes again. I have my notes. Let's see here. Um, but that's kind of, I'd kind of breeze through that real quick. Uh, so, trailers that came out that um, we will post on our page. So, we had the new Zombie Land trailer uh, sequel tr- finally dropped. Zombie Land Double Tap. Thoughts? I mean,. Looks like it's gonna be about as crazy as the first one. Yeah, entertaining, yeah. fun. Yeah, and then the only thing that's changed is they've gotten older. <laughs> yep, that's, that's about pretty it. much. It. Yeah, so it'll be. I think it'll be fine. I don't think it's. I don't think it'll be fine. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It'll probably me. be one of those. If you like the first one, you'll like it'll, this. Yeah, one. if you've already seen the first one, you'll see this one. Yeah. Um. The I'm not sure if you're a Kevin Smith fan. I'm familiar with his work. Okay, so. 
I really like Kevin Smith. Bruce likes Kevin Smith. He works mom. Actually, I think he's the one that actually got me into Kevin Smith um, when her and I were together. The new Jay and Silent Bob reboot trailer dropped, and it looks hilarious. I mean, it just looks as ridiculous. Again, if you if you've seen if you've seen any Kevin or if you've seen most if you watch Kevin Smith movies, you're definitely going to go see this. If he's not your thing, you're probably won't go see this. Right. Um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is basically just a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And basically, they're rebooting. So, Jalen Silent Bob uh, Strike Back, they found out that they're making a movie about Bluntman and Chronic, which is, and Chase and Amy was the name of the comic book that Ben Affleck and, uh, and Jason Lee were writing based on Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. So, <clears throat> they then made a movie out of it, or were going to make a movie out of it, and Jay and Silent Bob basically, it's a road journey about them going. To stop them from making the movie. Because right, they weren't getting paid. They didn't have permission. Right. Like, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. They, were gonna, they wanted to get some of that money. Yeah. And and so, yeah, so they... So there's cameos galore in the in that one. There's cameos galore in this. So they're doing the reboot of Bluntman and Chronic. And the poster that's shown <laughs> is Bluntman and Chronic, but, like, it's done to the, Bat, the Batman versus Superman Donna Justice poster. Yeah. And it looks hilarious. So the person that's playing Bluntman in the reboot is Val Kilmer. And Bluntman looks just like... Oh, wait, no. Bluntman's Jason Mewes' character, which is played by Melissa... I'm going to butcher the name. I want to say Benoist, who plays Supergirl. And Kevin Smith has directed a bunch of Supergirl episodes. So that's how he got... That's why she's in it. And Chronic is played by Val Kilmer, and Chronic mostly kind of looks like Batman, hence why Val Kilmer is playing it. So, and there's all kinds of other cameos. They're like, oh, that's like, oh, cool, that's so and so. Oh, that's so and so. And then, of course, Ben Affleck will be back in it. Um, he's been in most of. He's been in yeah. almost all of Kevin Smith's movies, so yeah. almost. And so, uh, so yeah, so it'll be good to see, see. And it looks ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be there. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it just, it looks, yeah, it looks fun. I'm going to have to pull it up and check it out. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the biggest part of my childhood, Top Gun sequel, that I'm not, that I was not asking for at all. But here it is. I'm going to have, I mean, I'm getting it anyways. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. The... The trailer looks amazing in the sense that the scenes of him flying are exponentially, obviously exponentially better shot because it's been 33 years. By the time this comes out, 34 years right. since uh, the original came out. So technology's gotten better and all that. I'm not 100% sure he's not actually flying that jet. I mean, flew the helicopter in the last Mission Impossible. I mean, and he has a pilot's license. Tom Cruise, he's probably... He's probably flying that airplane. <laughs> he's probably like, I will make this if I get to fly it. Right. So, but yeah, I, I'm well, not sure. I I need to see... I want to say I need to see more, but I'm probably better off not seeing more. Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise is reprising his role. Val Kilmer is reprising his role as Iceman. Miles Teller is going to be in it, which who I like. 
um, as an actor. I don't. It's a couple of roles I don't think he was suited for, but that's all right. Yeah. Nobody was suited for the last Fantastic Four movie, but you know, sometimes you're under contract and you have to do what you gotta do. You have to fulfill a role. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he could come back like uh, like Michael B. Jordan did and come back and play a Marvel character and redeem himself. <laughs> True. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Evans too. Uh-huh. <laughs> it might just be a Human Torch thing. Might <laughs> be. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I'm cautiously optimistic on that one. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, uh, we'll just it's a wait and see type thing. And then it chapter two. I'm ready for direct, that? Yeah, directed by the same director. Uh, I guess. The younger kids will probably have like flashback scenes, yeah. maybe, because um, they're listening in the credits, and then, and then uh, the adult cast looks amazing with John, with uh, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, yeah, uh, Jessica good. Chastain. I think they did good as far as getting the the adult yeah versions of them because James Ransom, yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. The Wire, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm we're ready for that too. So, um, yeah, I guess that's about it is there anything else you got oh uh, coming out this week was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I didn't get time to go see it I'm going to try and see if I can go see it this week Um, it may have to go on the back burner because coming out Friday is the one I've been waiting for all summer Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw yep that's my next I, I love these movies with like way too much more than I probably should but I absolutely love these. Yeah, you just shut your brain off and enjoy what you watch. It is exactly what it is. <laughs> and I don't know if you know from watching the trailer when they drive that like semi truck, minus you know the back part, just the actual truck part. Yeah. When it flies in the air and there's that helicopter, I don't know if I was the only person who was like, oh my god, they totally could make a mask movie. I don't remember, know if you remember Mask from like the '80s. It was a cartoon slash uh, toy Hasbro made, where the Cars turned into like a, was it mobile assault strike command. Command was with a K. Don't ask me how I remember that from thirty plus years ago, but apparently I just did. Um, but they turned into like like the wings will go up and they're like missiles and stuff like that, and the hoods will pop up and like they're like they're not they're like transformers, but they're not. Right. I mean, they're basically a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> but the uh, the semi truck, there's one, there's a mask one that does that and. It's really cool. Anyways, I told him, I was like, I don't see why they don't just make this movie now. and just Or just come out and say, this is what this is now. Just incorporate it. Just has, yeah, it can right. be made now. Because, I mean, it's already been made for, what, nine movies now? It's been nine. And I saw that uh, Fast and Furious uh, shut down production for a day or two because they had a stunt person that got critically injured. So they had to shut down on a, doing a stunt. So they had to actually shut down production for... A day or one, two. The ninth one? Yeah. Last nine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, I did see that. So, hopefully, that stuntman will have a speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, Hobbs and Shaw, it looks hilarious. It looks just like a good buddy cop one. I'm not expecting much from it. it yeah. It's reviewer proof. Straight up reviewer yeah. proof. It's going to be some mindless action. Yeah. Some stuff like, oh, that doesn't happen. But, hey, it was cool. Yeah. Idris Elba was a super soldier. Who cares? Oh, yeah. He's basically kept... He's Black evil Super- Captain America. It's yeah, Black, sure. It's Black Superman. Yeah, Black Superman. <laughs> Damn, he just may be. 
I'm waiting for him to be James Bond, but you know, hopefully, hopefully not too much longer. Right. So, all right. So that's what we got ahead. Um, we both, uh, I know I thank you for listening and Patrick does as well. And don't forget to, if you haven't joined our Facebook fan group, please do that. And, you know, obviously hit subscribe and listen. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please knock that out. And, yeah, I guess we'll see you. We're going to start doing the. I think we decided uh, we're going to do this every two weeks because I think that works out best for our schedule and everything. Um, so I guess we will see you two weeks. Two weeks. Awesome. School will be back Lord in. willing. Two yep. Weeks. Man, then it'll be dumping ground season. Oh, yeah. Come September. Mm. Yep, yep. That'll be a little bit harder. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be all right. All right, I guess until the next episode, uh, I'm Jeff Hall. And I'm Patrick Terry. And we will talk to you all later.